And joining me now is my friend Jayla Sanchez-Warren, who runs the Area Agency on Aging with Dr. Cog, the Denver Regional Council of Government. She joins us every week as we talk to Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, getting a COVID update here in Colorado. And Dr. John, how are you doing? Murph, I'm doing fine. Uh, You sound uh, good. Sound good. uh, Jayla, how are you doing? Great to be back with you. Well, we're lucky to have you for sure. Jayla, you're good? I'm good. Yeah, things are good over there at Dr. Cog? They're very busy, but we're very good, yes. Well, I guess I should start off with that question since we're all kind of been talking about this for week after week. I was just reading, uh, Dr. John Douglas and Jayla, that uh, the outbreaks in nursing homes appear to be down for the first time in a long time. Is that due to the shots, or what's going on with that? You know, I suspect it's a combination of things. The shots are probably, they're, they're starting to roll out, although... Uh, slower than we would have liked really everywhere, including our long-term care facilities and nursing homes. I think it's basically that the community transmission rates are down. Um, We've been going down really progressively since Thanksgiving. Had some bumps after Christmas and New Year's, uh, but those haven't been sustained. Uh, I also suspect that our uh, facilities are probably continuing to improve infection control um, efforts to try to keep folks safer. So my guess is probably not yet vaccines, more community rates, and uh, better infection control. Is that what you're hearing, Jayla? Yeah, and they're still not. Well, yeah, I, I agree with all that, but they're still not letting you know people in. So families aren't visiting on a regular basis. There, there. We've not gone back to normal. There's still a lot of caution, as you can imagine. Um, you know, nursing homes are not wanting to let people into their homes uh, just because of the transmission rates are so high. And that's how clearly that's how uh, the residents were getting it is from outside uh, folks coming in. So uh, our ombudsmen are getting their vaccinations. They're filling out their paperwork, getting ready to go back in. Um, we are working. Our, our staff that go into hospitals are getting their vaccinations. So we are gearing up and getting ready to get back out there. So hopefully family members will be able to start getting their shots too. So a lot of the nursing homes are saying, you know, we want to vaccinate our our family members as well so we can get, you know, them back in to see their loved ones, which I think is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a great idea. Did you hear about that, Dr. John, getting everybody vaccinated like that? Well, ideally, yeah, we'd like to do that. I think I think the the dilemma outside of our nursing homes. And by the way, I'll remind everybody that there is a set-aside uh, federal contract that's working with two commercial pharmacies, CVS and Walgreens, to reach out and provide those vaccines directly. Um, the, 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 the big challenge is how to provide vaccine to everybody in the community who's eligible for it. Um, and then those who are not yet deemed to be eligible, frankly, that includes some folks who've got family members in long-term care facilities, which I think Jayla makes a fantastic point. I think that those visitations can be enhanced if those folks are vaccinated um, and trying to squeeze everybody who's got a great case to be made into the vaccine queue has, has been the challenge over the last couple of weeks. Getting better, but it's I think still... Some, uh, I think- I think some families have benefited just by kind of hanging out, and if there was extra vaccine, they got they got a shot. <laughs> well, that's a very good point because we, first and foremost, we don't want to waste a drop of vaccine. So being, <laughs> being in the right place at the right time uh, uh, can sometimes uh, turn into that sort of situation. You're absolutely right. 
Well, it seems like now people are really becoming aware that we need a bigger push about getting this vaccine out. And I think I heard the governor say just a couple of days ago he needs volunteers to go out and give shots or something. I thought, oh, I could do that, right, Doc? You could train me how to give shots. Um, boy, that's a that's a tall order, Murph. But maybe, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, you can certainly talk to keep people entertained while they're in line. Well, I can um, do that with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think we are going to get there fast. Um, what the Biden administration has been talking about for about two weeks now is not holding back the second dose of vaccine to be sure we have it for everybody. And the Trump administration on Tuesday, who, of course, is about to transition out, made the same decision. Now, we don't know when that extra vaccine is going to start to flow and how much it's going to be, and maybe most importantly, how predictable the supply is going to be. But when we do start to see more flows happening, we are absolutely going to need to scale up places where we can give folks a vaccine. I will make note that there are not just the two vaccines that we have available right now, but we've got others that are being evaluated and may be uh, assessed by the FDA as soon as the next month or so. And if we can get another vaccine or two available, that's really going to improve our uh, uh, availability of vaccine. And maybe we, at that point, really will train you to give shots, Murph. Yeah, that would be scary. People would be running for the exits. Believe me. (laughs) Get out. But I will tell you, uh, this past week, it was an interesting experience. Uh, My wife and I are both involved in the UC Health portal. And come Tuesday, my wife gets an email from uh, UC Health over at Anschutz and says, come on down. Your COVID shot is ready. I did not get one of those. But I'm thinking, hey, it's my wife. We're the same age. we got the same health issues. They're just going to give me one. Boy, they did not. They really were controlling that vaccine to make sure everybody they invited down got the vaccine. And we're down there now at 7 o'clock at night, and they're doing the shots. And I thought, well, this is going to run. They're going to stop soon. Maybe there'll be some extra vaccine, but that never happened. But I have to say, UC Health was very organized, John. You would have been proud of them. It was boom, boom, boom. They were just cranking those shots out. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. Did you ever get yours? No, I don't have mine. They wouldn't give it to me. And yeah. I sat there with yeah. my wife, and the nurse came by, and I stuck my arm out. thought maybe she'd make a mistake and stab me. But no, she did not. <laughs> you probably scared her. But, um... You're probably right. So, uh, but Mo, my wife got it. It was very easy. In fact, the next day, she well, she had no symptoms. You know how they make you sit there for 15 minutes to make sure you're going to be okay, and there was nothing. And the next day she gets up, she felt great. I said, how's your arm? She said, my arm hurt way worse when I had my shingle shot than the COVID shot. I've heard that many, many times. I think that's a, a common observation. I, I got it last week, and I would say it's the least painful shot I've ever gotten. Uh, I did have some arm aching, but not as bad as a shingle shot. Um, I will acknowledge that, Murph, the experience you've just described is, is, again, some unevenness in folks having access to vaccines has, has been a, a real issue. It is getting better week by week. I think our hospital partners... Uh, UC, Centura, uh, Denver Health, other health systems have been stepping up and getting things really organized. Colorado is actually in the top tier of states in terms of how effectively we've distributed the vaccines we've gotten. We don't have nearly enough. We have clearly had bumps in the road. But when you look around the country, we're probably doing about as well as any other state. And uh, I think if we get more experience, which we're getting each week, and more vaccine, uh, we ought to be in a, a good place to really begin to make an impact. 
Well, I think so. And I, I don't. I was a little upset at first, but then I found out in talking uh, to some of the people at UC Health, they do it by your birth date. So my wife and I were born in the same year, but her birthday is earlier than mine. And the people around us all had the same month and almost the same day birth date as my wife. Oh, interesting. So you're a spring chicken, and you didn't get it quite as quickly. No, as much begging and crying as I did, I uh, yeah yeah I got I got absolutely nothing. But on the other hand, um, I'm sure I'm going to get it. I'm sure I'm fine. And the nice thing about UC Health, they already scheduled her for shot number two. She doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. She knows when she has to come back, which is perfect. Yep. So that is yeah. that is. That is how we'd like to see it work that kind of seamlessly. And we are seeing more and more people, not just healthcare workers, uh, but other folks get their second dose as well. Um, we, we really think the first dose can make a major start on boosting your immune system, but we think you really need that second dose to nail it. And so uh, if, if for whatever reason you're part of a system that doesn't make that appointment for you, uh, and most will be doing just what happened there. We want everybody to know you got to ask. you got to be sure you are in line to get that second dose. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Don't put it off, otherwise you're wasting your time on the first dose, right? Well, you're not wasting your time entirely, but you're, you're shortchanging yourself on the full value of the vaccine for sure. Well, that's crazy. But I did read, and maybe you saw this, Jayla, that the positivity rate in Colorado is going back down. And aren't, isn't the governor or somebody changing or the counties? They warning down to what is it, orange or yellow next? Yellow, because we're in orange, right? Is it for most of the county? Yeah, we are in orange, Murph. And the governor did that. This has been pretty complicated and pretty confusing. But there's this system set up with color codes on the dial. And uh, first week of January, the governor said most of our counties are not yet in the orange level by the metrics. But they're making so much progress, I'm going to move them to the orange level, which meant that there could be more capacity in different places. And that was really a, a result of those improvements that uh, you've described. So, I, you know, I would say that we're not totally out of the woods from the holiday time period. We know we had more people moving around and visiting each other, and, and there is still some some concern that could manifest itself as as cases begin to go back up. But with each passing day, we don't see that. I think the uh, the more and more we can feel good about having made it through the holidays without a big impact on the pandemic. Yeah, I think that is real good news. We're talking with Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC, and my buddy Jayla Sanchez-Warren. Jayla, I was curious, and maybe, Dr. John, you can answer this. I'm hearing, and I'm sure because we're wearing a mask, that the flu this year is way down from what it normally is. Yeah. Is that true? That's what I heard, and it was that way in Australia as well, isn't it? Is that correct? Yeah, you guys, you guys are... You guys are both honorary public health people. You, you got it just right. Yeah, it's been extraordinary. And it's possible that we've got an exceptionally good vaccine this year. And the state health department announced yesterday that we uh, have given out 16% more vaccine than we did last year. That's great. I'd love it to be 100% more, but I'll take whatever we can get. I think really what's going on is that all the things we've done to try to prevent COVID transmission, masking, hand washing, social distancing, not having a lot of contact with other people, is paying dividends for not just COVID, but flu. And actually, we think it may be uh, providing benefit for other viruses that we often see in the winter, like norovirus. Now, I don't want to live like this for the rest of our lives to prevent norovirus and flu, but I think it's 
an, an important observation that when we have bad years or outbreaks, these measures can be very broadly helpful. You know, I had, when I was an ombudsman, I had norovirus several times in my career as an ombudsman, and um, I think it is worth thinking about, though, in nursing homes, because people die of norovirus in, in nursing homes and in flu. So I think it is worth thinking about in some situations. If mask wearing can prevent that, it is awful. I mean, it's awful to go through that. Um, I, I think we've learned a lot, and maybe we can take some of that learning and implement it in those hard times in facilities when you have a norovirus outbreak or a flu outbreak. I, I, I really second that. One of the things I think we all ought to be doing, we're certainly trying to do this in public health, is is we're not out of the woods yet with COVID, but we want to be trying to log our learnings. You know, what, what things worked well enough that we need to keep doing it? I think that's one of them. I think we've all realized we can have pretty effective meetings with people on Zoom. They're efficient. You don't have to drive. It helps uh, uh, air pollution kind of issues. So this, I, I suspect there will be some silver linings like these two things that come out of the pandemic. I want well, to remind people that if you need ride, a ride to get a vaccination, please call Dr. Cog at um, area code 303-480-6700. We can schedule you a ride and get you to your appointment uh, for your vaccination. So don't let transportation be a hindrance to getting a vaccine. Well, and I think you're finding out, Jayla, that there are a lot of seniors that are in their home by themselves, and they seriously don't know what to do, right? Yeah, that, that's that's really true. And we're, we're trying to work with um, the state and hospital systems to identify those homebound residents um, uh, and and then get them, get transportation that they need. You know, we, we estimate about 10 to 15 percent of folks that are over 70 don't drive, and so those are really important folks to get to. We don't want you to miss your appointment um, if your grandson can't take you or your neighbor can't take you, so please call the area agency on aging um, to, get, to get a ride if you need a ride. That's good. Or Dr. John will come over and pick you up, right, John? Twenty four seven, Murph. Yeah, I know, I know. We're well, I think put, yeah, and we're going to drive you around. <laughs> uh, uh, and before I let you go, Doctor John, I'm, I'm curious: Will this whole COVID thing, one thing, once we get it under control and we we kind of know what we're doing, are we going to have to get a yearly shot like we do with the flu? Now, is that going to happen? You know, we're really not sure about that. If I was to make a guess or a bet, I would say probably. We will have regular vaccinations. Um, one of the things that is being studied really carefully is how long immunity after the vaccine lasts. Um, and it's possible that COVID is going to go away like SARS did 20 years ago. But it is so widespread now that I think it is likely to be with us for quite a while to come. And the vaccine may work for a number of years, but we may need boosters at uh, various points in time. Maybe not every year, but I think we're going to probably see something like that uh, emerge as we learn more. Well, we can live with that for sure. Uh, Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, do appreciate you, my friend, joining us every week here on No Cold Pay Radio with the updates on what's happening in Colorado. Keep up the good work, will you? All right. Thanks, Murph. Jayla, yep. great to be with you again. And uh, you all stay healthy. Thank you. Yep, you too. That's it for Mile High Magazine. Thank you, Dr. John Douglas, Tri-County Health. Thank you, my friend, Jayla Sanchez-Warren from Dr. Cog, the Denver Regional Council of Governments Area Agency on Aging. And thank you for listening. Stay safe, masking, washing of the hands, social distancing. We'll talk to you next week.